0: recording almost didn't start and that caps off the day. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Screening in Kingston. Uh, thankfully and mercifully for me, this is a fun episode because uh, I was just telling Taylor and we'll recap a little bit. I'm having one heck of a time over here uh, and the recording almost didn't start. So I'm really glad we're talking about The Conjuring Universe. But first, Taylor, how are you?
1: <laughs> I'm good, Mike. I'm not riding the struggle bus the way you are today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's not that like most days, like nine out of 10 times, I'm the one on the struggle bus, but today it's you. So,
0: yeah, I'll yeah, let you have it. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna go into full details, uh, cause you know, I like to keep some things to myself, but I just <laughs> uh, let's just say I, I, I just had a little Zoom, Zoom chat of source that did not go well and because of Zoom and recording and I was doing them back to back. So I had this thing for Zoom at 3:30 and then I had uh, the recording with you Taylor today at 4:30. Um so I you know closed my door to to my room because I got to keep the 5-month-old cat out cuz it's practically a baby. Um and <laughs> then I turned my air conditioning off so I have zero, you know, back round noise and we can do best possible. So right now I am sweating bullets. I was 15 minutes late to our thing. Cause the thing I was doing was going horribly yet somehow went over time and I'm sweating like crazy. Like I already run high. Like I'm really warm. I got two things of water here, all the ice melted. So I'm just in this like super hot, like room that it feels like I'm being caged. And I was 50. We're like, now we're, we're starting to just recording like 26 minutes late. Um, everything's going <laughs> so poorly. <laughs> and uh, now we're talking about The Conjuring universe. So it's just, here we are.
1: But now we can just immerse ourselves in the cinematic universe that is The Conjuring. And you can just enjoy yourself for the next hour. Hopefully. It feels
0: like I'm in an oven, Taylor. I, like, <laughs> I was already from like nerves being warm, but I'm sweating bullets, air conditioning off. I'm drinking so much water. I am just it's terrible it's a terrible situation so yeah i couldn't be happier that we're talking about the conjuring universe today this is very well
1: And time. just think of like i don't know it takes a lot of them are in like new england or like i don't know eastern seaboard and you can just think of the cool ocean mist <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh mike <laughs> not to make you more nervous but i don't see any peaks and valleys in my recording
0: you're good. You're good. Okay, it's come okay. through on my end. Don't okay, worry. good. That's all. Yeah, that I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that would be the topper of today. Is if we, just, we have another like, half, none of this is out there. Yet. We have
1: another half episode where you <laughs> have more audio, episode. but not. And mine. honestly, Taylor,
0: I would just post it. I'd be like, here you go. You're just going to hear fill my in, end of the conversation. Fill in the blanks. <laughs> yeah, fill in the, fill in the blanks. Episode <laughs> of screaming <laughs> in Kingston. Um, it's actually it's funny that you mentioned that, Taylor, because we have. I, I mentioned to you before that we have a lot of fan questions for yeah. this episode. Like our fans, like really love the conjuring so we're going to talk a lot about that but a couple interesting fan questions came in from people who kind of followed up from things before and one of them is a suggestion for kind of an interesting show that we could do um so we'll get to that eventually but that's a little tease to you saying the fill in the blanks thing like there might be uh there might be kind of a fun thing a fan pitch that we might be able to do um and i just hope that when you when you hear the idea Taylor, you'll know why. I really hope it's not on a day like today that we decide to do that type <laughs> of episode. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting that you bring you bring that up because uh, the, our, our fans have some cool suggestions for us. We're gonna get. They to that always
1: eventually. do. They always yeah. have great ideas.
0: They should run this show. Frankly, I mean, anyone but me should be doing this today. But like, whenever <laughs> Here we are. We're like, making it work. I'm using shirts to like. Mop my brow and mop up because I'm slowly it's like I'm doing surgery. That's what it feels like. Nothing in my life comes close to doing like heart surgery or rocket science, but today I feel like I'm just so incapable that I'm like sweating and it's like everything I do is so important. Like that's how it feels.
1: You're running the you're running the gamut, Mike. Oh, that's
0: what it (laughs) is. I got the cat screaming in the hallway because she's being left. Left out of my room. I don't, I, it's utter madness <laughs> this week on screening at Kingston. It's madness.
1: Every week is madness, but today is a special flavor.
0: You're right. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> How is it? Most fans would be like, this isn't any different. Like, this, the this show seems, started with them laughing. Like they don't, you know.
1: This just, seems pretty normal.
0: <laughs> um, but anyway, yes, we're talking the Conjuring Universe today. Um, we do want to let people know that we're not going to review The Devil Made Me Do It, but we all have found ways to watch it. So we're going to review it. Legal consider- ways. Legal ways. Yes. <laughs> Very legal. We we want them to have our money. Um, we are we're gonna you know use our various services to to rent the movie and we're gonna watch it, but we're not gonna review it this week. This is the preamble. We wanted to do just Conjuring Universe in general. Our thoughts on where the Conjuring Universe could be going. Our fans wrote in a lot of questions about that, so that's what today is about. And then two weeks from now, so not next week, but two weeks from now, we will review. The devil maybe do it on the twenty second. I think is when that episode will come out because next week we have some special guests coming. So stay tuned to our social media for more about that. We got some some fun guests coming on the show next week. Um, so th- we're gonna we're gonna do that next week and then come back to the conjuring the week after. Cool. That's the plan. Um, let's get to fan questions because we have a yeah. lot and there's a lot to go through. Now let's do the uh, we'll do the non conjuring questions first because there are a couple. That came in today so we'll we'll tackle those first and then we'll we'll get to the conjuring ones which lots of our fans wrote and i think i have at least four or five people who wrote in like conjuring specific things so great and it's not all josh so there you go we know he's a big conjuring fan it wasn't just him so got lots of questions here um so the first question comes from dean now if you remember taylor dean wrote in i think two weeks ago asking about themed episodes yep Um, So Dean kind of followed up and said that that Dean has a suggestion for us. Um, uh, So uh, Dean writes, uh, Hi, everybody. Thank you for answering my question. Um, I was just wondering if you would take suggestions for a theme episode. It seems like you've done that before. Um, One of the things I was thinking of was a completely unedited version of Screening in Kingston. I find you two are very funny and dynamic people. It might be interesting for you to just literally press record So we can hear your prep before the show and have a long episode that's just about you putting the episode together, maybe walking through what it's like to put the episode together once you've done recording, kind of give us some insights and, and behind the scenes look. I don't know how edited your show is, but it will be interesting to kind of see everything without editing. And that comes from Dean um well dean i mean as you can tell we don't do much editing um, <laughs> God,
1: when you were reading this question i'm like what does he mean we don't we don't edit anyways but that's the, the preamble right like yeah like i guess our... I, from
0: what i understand from what he's saying is is we would just pre- like you know taylor the program we use we would hit record right. both come on you know greet each other and talk and then just launch into the show um i assume that's the behind the scenes stuff that, that you're you're asking about dean but uh yeah, we don't do a lot of editing. We do some like minor stuff, but I, I don't know. I kind of like the freeform conversations, So I don't know. I don't like to edit too much.
1: I would I would do that. Do our preamble and then our debrief. Um, yeah, as I
0: said, so long as it's not on a day like today.
1: Yeah. When you were just
0: late. Dying. All over the place. Wouldn't it dying. be funny, though, if like that was like you you're already recording and they got 15 minutes of you waiting for me? Yep.
1: Just like <laughs> do, 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 la, la la Me. Them here overhearing me talk to Dan like yeah. I was getting a granola bar while I was yeah. waiting for you today yeah
0: I think that's exactly what Dean would want <laughs> but I don't know if we can stage that but yeah I would be down for that like I'm sure yeah. we could do that episode where I just do zero editing and we just dive into it and you'd and,
1: fix the yeah. audio though right that's like the oh only yeah no you really I edit. Would, yeah
0: I would make sure the sounds fine that but that's but that's it like I sometimes I edit you know sometimes we have moments where we've talking over each other and I move that around or or there was a long pause because neither right. of us didn't know what to
1: say. And, I really you know. put my foot in my mouth and I ask you to edit it out. Yeah. and like That's that, only happened, that, happened moments, like twice. That's only
0: happened a handful of times. And sometimes you <laughs> slip a swear in there and we do yeah. have to edit out swearing. So that would be the only thing that I'd have to make sure like the sound's good and we edit out swearing. But other than that like I wouldn't mind. I We could do what Dean's suggesting. I have Let's no do problem it. With that. Cool. So one episode we'll do uh, you get to hear us talk at the beginning, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you'll see <laughs> how truly very little work we put into the show. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be it'll be good because I, I think we can be. Sometimes when you put a microphone in some, in front of somebody, you do get a little bit of like you are playing a role yeah. in your performing but i think you and i are more or less the same
1: prior <laughs> like i just... can only be one person and that yeah. is what you get
0: <laughs> i do actually think it would work for us like yes. i do think dean's suggestion would work for us where people would we're not performing they would see us kind of like prep and it would be natural and it wouldn't feel scripted at all so yeah i think we can do it cool so thank you dean for that uh next stay quiz... tuned Yes, yeah, stay tuned. We will. We'll come there. Uh, next question. Uh, okay, sorry. That's uh, I also haven't no had time to organize these. So <laughs> you're hearing some unedited stuff now because uh, I want to save some of these. These two are both conjuring. So we'll save that. Oh, okay. So uh, here's a question from Austin. So Austin hasn't written in a while. Uh, Austin said, uh, hi, guys. I was just wondering if you had an update on the Bo Burnham situation. Haven't heard anything. Have either of you watched his special yet on Netflix? Let me know. And that's from Austin.
1: Um, I haven't checked in with my dad, but I assume my dad has begun to construct this the award statue or is in the, the drawing phases. Um, so that's where I'm at on that, assuming <laughs> my dad has started. Mike, have you gotten any, uh, any closer to getting a publicist's email or anything?
0: Yeah, actually, um, I did get a little bit of luck. Now, again, I, I don't want it for, for obvious reasons. I'm not going to give detail, but, um, there is an individual I was put in contact with, with, I have an email for an individual. It's not necessarily a publicist, but it is some sort of a connection. Okay. Um, so email has been officially sent so we will find see now that just happened um i think i just sent it on friday so i'm not expecting a response right away but yes there has been some progress there i'm also thinking if we do review this netflix special i mean we don't often do those types of things but if we do that might be another opportunity we can tag some of his mm-hmm. content on social media which is another way to like hey we're contacting you and also like here, see it's a legitimate thing like we actually do have a podcast we're not just weird, I mean, we are weird. We're, we're not, not just, stalkers. just
1: stalkers yeah we're not stalking
0: <laughs> you we're we're trying to so i think that might be a good way to do it actually is maybe in the short sometime in the next couple of episodes obviously not the next two weeks but maybe the one after that we could review his special and kind of connect with them that way as well it might go well with the email that was sent. like yeah it
1: good, good it, it might be good timing i yeah. haven't watched it yet but i have seen his other Netflix specials, I think he has two, maybe. I've seen at least one. Whatever is up on Netflix of his, I've seen aside from the new one. So I am I am looking forward to watching it because I liked his old stand-up. Um, I just have been re-watching The Office this past week <laughs> so you know priorities uh <laughs> sure. but no i fully intend to watch it so that actually like that'd be great if we did an episode dedicated to the yeah the special. let's do it
0: yeah let's do it we'll do an episode dedicated to the special it'll work like it'll be a good connector back to to i i think you know emailing it pairs well so yeah our I, I think it's our great
1: find bow campaign yeah.
0: And for the first time in screening in Kingston history, you, you know the next what the next three episodes are gonna be. <laughs> we know what the next three pretty episodes
1: are. <laughs> <driven. Yeah, laughs> no, pretty much all fan driven. Yeah. Pretty much <laughs>
0: Fan driven or contacts we have. are just like, hey, do this, hey, do this. Okay, great. We'll do it. Uh but thank you, Austin, for that. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely check it out and we continue to search for Uh The last of the non-Conjuring questions comes from Akil. Uh, the email is here. Uh, Akil says, uh, hi everybody. Uh, I was just wondering if either of you had an opinion on some of the content questions that have come up with oh this is conjuring related never mind i didn't read it properly with <laughs> the devil made me do it and the too much connection uh to religion um i am a little bit religious myself and didn't really see an issue with the trailers that i saw but again i haven't seen the movie myself yet i just don't know if you either of you have heard about some of the backlash or some of the concerns about making some of this stuff quote-unquote, too real. I'm not too sure if you know what I'm talking about, but if you do, I would love to hear your thoughts.
1: No, I don't. No, I I I didn't hear any controversy around it. AV Club did call it the most Catholic film franchise. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Like, I I, I, I can't weigh in because I don't know what the specific complaints are. Um, I would say that I I think people on the show know that I'm Catholic, and... uh, i i don't know i don't find the movies offensive i'm also not the best catholic so i probably uh, shouldn't well, be I mean, maybe weighing in but. But
0: yeah i mean uh, that you know it, as someone you know who's catholic and goes to church you're saying you've never yeah. found anything offensive in the movies
1: no but it takes like a lot to like really ruffle my feathers um but like i don't know i would have to see the complaints like are the complaints that it's like too catholic like you know they're like celebrating the church because you always get that right well or yeah, is I it think i know do you know at so all right. what the well
0: i i think from what he's referring to with specific to devil made me do it like i know that there's one scene where a certain point is made that that I've never heard in a, in a horror film or, or a film that talks about religion or talks about, uh, you know, God and demon, because as we know, this is like, this is based on something that actually happened in terms of the trial, right? The mm-hmm. trial really happened. The law the, the Warrens were brought in and there's sort of like that true story is part of it. And then the movie takes that and, and runs with it and, and creates a fictional movie for us. So it, you know, there are, realities in terms of the court case and what was really said and what was talked about in there. And there's a quote that I believe that Ed Warren actually said. Is that's that when in, like,
1: if you believe that God's real, yes. then yeah, that, you have to one. accept so, that the devil's real too. Yeah.
0: So because every so basically he says that every time, every time you put your hand on the Bible, you are accepting in a court of law that God is real. So it's now time that you accept that the devil is. So that, I guess that's a real quote and that has received some some backlash, but I don't quite. Like, I, I would don't know say if that's as a, specifically what it kill me.
1: I would say as a Catholic, I'm like, yeah, that's that's true. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, t- I'm like
0: even logically, like like Taylor, I'm not a religious person, but the logic of it, I would like, oh, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that does track. Like, <laughs> if you're using a, because I never thought twice of like, oh yeah, you swear on the Bible, but then you're going to say there are no demons, but like they're both in the Bible, so like,
1: yeah, it <laughs> like, can't like, what be what both ways. Yeah, it I'm can't sure. be both ways, right? Um, yeah, I'll have to do a little bit more research, akil I I would say I don't know. I the argument can go both ways. People could say it's too Catholic and that's bad, or people could say that it's too real and that's bad. I don't know. I don't know. Well, so I'll have to do I'll have to read yeah. about it.
0: And we'll come back to this in two weeks. We're gonna talk yep. about the devil made me do it. This question's good for that, akil We'll come back to it in two weeks and we'll we'll and see we
1: we'll about. have had seen the movie, so we'll be able to say like Oh, that was really religious, or because right now I'm only taught, I can only base it on the other movies. Like the other movies, there is a lot of Catholicism in it, right? Because the Warrens were Catholic in real life.
0: And they have their buddy priest who hangs out with
1: them. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I don't to hang out with them, but he's around. Yeah. So like, they, you know, that that's all in there. But yeah, thank you, Akil. We'll come back to it in two weeks. Um, I, got, I was going to do a little, hey, we're going to talk about Conjuring intro, but here we are. So we're now into the Conjuring stuff. I so accidentally. we're going to talk. Yeah. So we've got a lot of fan questions and, you know, we, we do want to take a lot of time for that. So we'll answer all your fan questions. We'll go through some of the fan questions will lead into a few things that I thought we should do today anyway. Like there are some casting suggestions and things yeah. like that. So the fan questions is so people know, will take up the majority of the episode. And then at the end, we'll kind of do some mini reviews. We'll talk about the universe as whole and anything that didn't get covered in the fan questions. We'll kind of make sure get covered by the end of the episode. But uh, yeah, this is a whole deep dive into the conjuring cinematic universe. The only other, the only other uh, successful cinematic universe other than Marvel. So there you go. Is this uh, fact get... or
1: just your own personal opinion?
0: I think it's fact. Can you name another cinematic no, I No,
1: I think even one of the questions, if I'm remembering right, is like, I think someone asked if we can name another one. And well, let's find out.
0: <laughs> let's go. Let's find that question right now and let's ask it. No, but like, okay, yeah, okay. This question comes from Josh. Josh says, are there any horror movies or franchise slash universe that can rival the Conjuring universe? And that comes from Josh the Inquisitor. And my answer to that is there's not even another movie cinematic universe out there other than marvel to me there are two cinematic universes that are successful marvel and the conjuring and i'm judging success by way of critical analysis like how, how do the critics relate to your films how do you how do the fans what are fan ratings and and box office these are the two is there another one
1: i think horror fans would maybe argue that the friday the 13th halloween and freddy krueger those would be three franchises that are could.
0: Would those could be considered a universe together?
1: No, they're separate. Like each those three. So like okay. Uh, and Hellraiser also is a cinematic universe. So I think like horror fans may disagree with you in just in the sense that there are existing franchises that are like wildly popular whether or not it rivals
0: the what the, the conjuring because to me the conjuring what separates it is not only does it have three movies now so they got the three conjuring movies it's it's the created these right? off spin-offs that like are also very popular the two annabelle movies are pretty popular i i personally think annabelle comes home is one of my favorite conjuring universe movies so like I don't know one that did like all those spinoffs because even like critics and some fans don't like Freddy versus Jason, like all these like spin yeah. movies that like try to connect. So I don't, uh, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe it's uh, horror fans would, would completely disagree with me. I just don't think it, it comes close to rivaling what makes a cinematic universe, not just a collection of films, but how they connect to each other and all rolling together an in introduction of characters and themes that all intertwine. Like to me, that's yeah,
1: that's fair. Like I guess to be like, the franchises i listed aren't necessarily ones that i'm involved in as a fan because i actually don't like um slasher flicks and like those are all more or less slasher flicks um the hellraiser movies are a little bit different but so like i'm just kind of trying to play devil's advocate you know knowing yeah. horror fans um and i do know those franchises are wildly popular but there are also like, it's not consistent. Like, you know, fans would say, oh, like how you mentioned Freddy versus Jason, right? That's like critically, like fans and critics think it's horrible. Same with like, right. there's like n- more recent installments in the Halloween franchise that mm-hmm. the fans yep. really hate and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I guess like your question, like, could it rival The Conjuring? The one thing that I think of is that I think The Conjuring is like accessible across the board like i think probably more people have seen the conjuring than people would see slasher flicks does that make sense like it's kind of a different genre so i feel like the conjuring is more accessible whereas like the other ones that i listed really are like horror fans like those whereas i think you could just dabble in horror movies like oh you're gonna go to the movies with your friends but like horror is not your favorite genre Mm -hmm. i think the conjuring would be um more accessible to that audience and for that reason maybe it's like a bigger deal yeah
0: and I would I would argue also a cinematic universe has to dip throughout the genre it can't just do one thing and I think the conjuring does a good job of some of the movies are scarier than others but by design because some of them are more mysteries I would describe or thrillers like they're not just about jump scares they're about solving something and figuring something out because like I will say like the nun for me had some some jump scares but it was the atmosphere and the solving of the mystery that to me that made that movie what it was so like i would say that that the other thing that it does that other genres don't do is it plays with the genre a bit and gives you something a little bit different every time
1: fair enough one other franchise i would mention is insidious right people really like the insidious movies but again i don't think it's on the same i don't think it's on the same level you know what i'm also thinking of Saw. Well, hmm, but again, okay. I think that's like, you're getting into like very genre specific. Yeah. Like, like
0: Saw to me doesn't fit cinematic universe because it can't do, it can only do one thing and it's repeatedly done it worse and worse.
1: Well, they've like, rebooted they have, it with uh... they have
0: spiral. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of renting that actually. It was another one that I saw that we can't get because the movie theaters are still closed, but I, I saw and I was like, Oh, I, I might rent that and check it out. Chris rock.
1: Yeah. Apparently I think, in my reading he was a big fan like he was he asked for it to get he rebooted this.
0: <laughs> he, this is his movie his yeah. Chris rock was like I, well, i'm doing this and i'm I'm doing him. it yeah.
1: it's, he yeah. he pulled uh like what we wish right like yeah. oh i love that movie i want an opportunity to make it except he actually has the industry the sway. ultimate
0: fanboy, <laughs> yeah like the ultimate fanboy. like who would like chris rock is like oh i love the saw movies i'm just gonna reboot this because i've got the money yeah why not the power i've got yeah <laughs> And I like Chris Rock as an actor. Like, I mean, he's been in a lot of different things, but I think him as a serious actor, he's actually quite good. So I, that's why I kind of interest, like he was the one that kind of interested me in, in the movies. So we'll see. But yeah, I, I think you bring up good points, Taylor. Like some of these, I think are kind of, to me, they're the, the bones of making a cinematic universe, but I just don't think it can rival what Marvel and the Conjuring have been able to do. Um, I think, in creating this wider universe.
1: I think it also has to appeal like beyond the genre. So like yeah. everyone knows, I'm not a Marvel person, whatever. But like people who ne- aren't necessarily into super mo- superhero movies, they may still enjoy Marvel, right? Yep. So I think yep. people who aren't necessarily into horror movies, they can still enjoy the Conjuring universe.
0: Uh, yeah, I actually I agree with you because one of the things that I would say that makes this a cinematic universe is. Like and and Josh knows this because he's he's been to my movie nights. When I would take like a group of like fifteen friends, whatever, it normally would be to a Marvel movie. And if sometimes people invite people or bring dates or whatever, and they're not necessarily always into it, but they go and they kind of enjoy themselves. The same to me is said about the conjuring. I can bring people to the conjuring. I have done groups to go see conjuring movies, and it has that same feel to it. So to me, that's where I go. Those are cinematic universes because exactly what you just said, Taylor, people who you bring as guests who are kind of like, oh, I'm just kind of here for the party, for the night, for like whatever. And then they enjoy the movie. Like they actually have fun. Mm-hmm. There you go. That that to me is is what makes it successful. Uh, but thank you, Josh. That's a, That was a good introduction question here. Um Next one. Let's go to Lily's question. So Lily uh, asked, how long do you think it'll take for us to get a Warren origin story? How Ed and Lorraine met when the Lorraine, when Lorraine first figured out that she was different, Uh, what they did uh, when they started their deep dive into the supernatural. Is this something that you would both be into? What do you think Taylor?
1: I think the actors that play Lorraine and Ed have such good chemistry that it could work. You know
0: what I mean? Do you think they would play them their younger selves?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, shoot.
0: Because <laughs> I, I, I could see it being like a flashback scenario where you do do a movie, but you you start with, with our two actors who we know. We flashback to see kind of... Their first I, case. I like, yeah, I like the idea of the first case. I like the idea of, of Lorraine discovering that she, she has this ability. And, and
1: but apparently know. she ha- knew she had that ability since like girlhood like Mm, it wasn't like knowing ed that that was my understanding but um i think what's interesting about them is their i guess my answer is yes and no but i want to see that i would want to see it if it was their first case because that's what's interesting about the movies right like yes they have wonderful chemistry those two actors and you know their marriage is so nice and they're like very supportive but what's interesting is seeing that relationship play out in the context of an investigation so if you eliminate the investigation i don't know how interesting it would be but i like your idea mike that like maybe it's their first case and it's like splashed with um flashbacks to them meeting or you know her childhood when she figures out she's a medium um, that kind of stuff
0: yeah i and i like the idea. like you could the way i would do it is i would write it in a way so you could have those two actors whether it be they're in you know in the time they are because i think devil they made me do it as in like the early 80s let's just say you know you continue forward i'm a fan of pushing things forward as opposed to always going backwards so let's just say they're they're in the 80s present their present day and they're working on a case that reminds them of their first right. case so you get you get scenes kind of like them two dealing, movies in case, one yeah two movies in one and then you get those flashbacks you get those things, thing you basically get young ed and lorraine and, and older ed and lorraine both working these cases and trying to solve and get get down to these cases that, that seem similar or something because i mean i think it would be interesting i i think that i trust the creators and the directors enough to say i would be okay with them casting younger versions because i think they do a good job of of bringing in two people who would work and i also trust them in the fact that it would be nice to kind of see some early things the first case stuff would be kind of interesting so like i'm on board for it
1: you bring up a good point though about trusting the directors um i would i guess i would want James Wan, and I don't know if I pronounce his last name, right? The Juan. Juan. Sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day. James Wan is the original director. He's not always affiliated with the spin-offs anymore. Do you know if no. he directed the newest one, The Devil made me do no, it?
0: No, it's Michael Chavez who okay. directed the newest one. Yeah, uh, so- and the only other credit he has as the director is the movie that you and I don't like from the country series the la, la he's Hirona he's one.
1: directed the new one. <laughs> Y- yeah what how yeah. what what I, yeah i
0: i so that's the only thing about it that makes me go like hmm. but yeah i would agree i think james wan needs to be the one helming those movies. either now, like he's still writing big, he's still, yeah some in some capacity right like he needs to be around
1: Because I don't know at what point he has kind of stepped away from the franchise. Like you said, I think he's still involved either producing.
0: He is producing them. I know that. Like he's still, but I don't know. I don't think he's as involved as say Kevin Feige is for Marvel where everything runs through him. Which I think is the way it should be. Like whether he wants that or not, you should just tell him he's got to do it. Because he would be be great to be kind of the executive where this universe kind of runs through.
1: Yeah, I think he's like the yeah, so long story short. I would wh- and then the Lily's first question was when do you think we'll see that? I don't know. like I'll be honest, Mike, do you know like how far they're like envisioning this franchise going? I guess like anything else, they're just gonna ride it until yeah. the wheels fall off.
0: <laughs> the The devil made me do it from what I understood was kind of the one that they had planned next. I don't know if they had planned. Anything else from there? But the thing is, is that this they have a whole room full of, those of trinkets, of stuff. Yeah. Well, don't you want to see the haunted samurai movie? Like, what's that? That yeah. samurai armor that's in there. Like, what is that? Like, don't you want like? There's so many things, especially in like the Annabelle movies, where you get like closer looks at the room. Um, there's so many things where I'm like, I would really like to know where that came from.
1: So I've pulled up a list of their future movies. Um, they're slated for The Crooked Man, um, which I think is connected to the second Conjuring movie, if I'm remembering right. Man.
0: Oh, um,
1: okay. yep. Yeah, so The Crooked Man was featured in The Conjuring 2. Yes. So yes, they're, I that scene. and then they've also, um, there's going to be a second Nun movie. Um, but those are like the two that are currently in production. Um, And it makes sense. Like each movie starts becoming its own thing, right? Like the Annabelle. Annabelle. Yeah. Annabelle has its own. But um, I will say the ones with the war, the ones that are directly tied to the Warrens. Those are my favorites.
0: Oh, I agree. Like the two conjuring movies and Annabelle comes home.
1: Those are are the best. I think
0: my, I think those three are yeah, my favorite without a doubt. Um, I don't know where they're going to go with a nun movie. That's interesting. Yeah. It's going to be a second.
1: second one and i think it's about okay none two could lead to and how okay if the nun works out where the nun two could lead to and how that ties back to lorraine's story that we've set up with the first two conjurings will make it all come full circle so that's what was discussed by juan in 2017 and then in 2019 um the sequel was in development stating there was a really fun (laughs) storyline planned for the film and commenting that there was an, inevabil- an in- inevitability bleh, to another The Nun movie later that month. Blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I it guess looks it looks like would- we're getting it. We're getting <laughs> it. it. It's like in development. It. Okay. Sorry, that was word salad. The Nun, but it sounds like it's going to, because we know The Nun is haunting Lorraine, but we don't know why. Yes.
0: Yeah, and that's the connection that wasn't there in The Nun movie. So, that would be good, because if that connects right to The Warrens and we get the warrens in there even if it's like i like how they did it with um with annabelle uh comes home where you kind of see them at the beginning they kind of set the scene they're gone and then they're coming in again at the end like yeah i, I, like I that. don't mind that that's a great i think that's a great way to do it so you're not bookended using too much yeah not using too much of their their time i'm sure they're busy people but they are so good in these roles that you know i just you want to see more of them
1: i just think they have such great chemistry the two of them yeah but yeah,
0: they're very very good yeah Um, Next questions here. We got Tyler Vance uh, who comes in now. He's got this is a two parter because his first thing just talks about he wanted to do a little catch up here. So he says, Dear Taylor and Mike, having emerged from a rather intense bout of work burnout, it's been nice to catch up um, with the tail end of your movies from a hat. Not to dilly dally on the past too long, but I have one sentence reviews for the last four movies that I missed. Great. Burnt. Bradley Cooper is rewarded for bad behavior, and I was not on board. So there's Tyler. The the Help. Emma Stone is rewarded for what passed for progressive filmmaking in the early 2010s, and I was not on board. (laughs) The Angriest Man in Brooklyn. Robin Williams is 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 absolved uh, of uh, his bad behavior due to impending death, and I was not on board. Uh, The Guernsey uh literacy and potato pie society lily james is rewarded for taking her life in your own hands and i was very much on board so it sounds like he only liked guernsey um, which was kind of <laughs> our reviews those. yeah <laughs> yeah so we're all aligned there tyler he says moving on in honor of your conjuring episode i have a few questions for you so we got four questions from tyler so we'll kind of go through them each one so first what toy from your childhood would work best as an annabelle-esque medium for an evil spirit
1: I had a lot of um, porcelain dolls growing up. So, any or, and I used to tell a spooky stories about the porcelain dolls during recess because I was always, I've Ooh. always been a spooky kid. If you guys haven't been able to tell, this yeah. isn't a new development. <laughs> That's not, that shouldn't I, be a shocker. <laughs> I always was spooky. So, I would say probably my porcelain dolls would have been pretty typical, you know, like, but why mess with a good trope?
0: Hmm. every toy I can think of from a kid, I would have loved if it came uh, to life, evil or not. Um, <laughs> like, wouldn't it have been, like, I have all these like Star Trek, I still have them. I have all these like Star Trek figurine toys that were, that were created um, during the time. They're but it wouldn't like, be scary. Well Cause no, it wouldn't like be scary branded. at all. I'd be like, great. <laughs> 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 I get to have a conversation. Uh, yeah. I can't think of any. Like I didn't really have anything that would be scary. Um Again, I also don't remember. I don't know what I
1: had. Did you ever have one of those Fisher Price telephones that were on a string? That would be scary. That would be. I'm sure other '90s kids had this Fisher Price telephone, and I'm like, it had kind of like a face. It was white, and the numbers because it was like a um a rotary phone. So um. The numbers kind of made a face. That would be really scary if that became possessed, like you know, voice, you know, what, like phone calls yeah. from the other side. I guess like possession
0: of like toys and stuff doesn't scare me because I I woke up once at, at three o'clock in the morning with a bat flying around my head. <laughs> Nothing is as scary the, as yeah, that. <laughs> once that happens, I don't I don't wake up for anything. Like people can be like like. People can be screaming, and and there can be like I, I slept through that thunderstorm, like woke up but, like thunder and lightning doesn't scare me, doesn't wake me up, doesn't anything because bats like. But if I hear like a little squeak, like there could be a bat, like you know that like little little high pitched sound they make. If I hear that or or anything squeaks wherever, I jump up immediately. I'm like, where are they? Where are the bats? It's one of the reasons why I got a cat um, to train to the cat to hunt. you. Yeah, to defend me and to hunt the bats. Uh, so yeah, I. I I don't know if I had a toy. Um, wait, the second question. Wait. go ahead. Yep. My
1: sister had a recurring nightmare growing up of mm. possessed vacuums. Ooh. She used to be. She used to dream like nightmares that the vacuums became possessed and would like drive on sense. the ceiling and yeah, but that makes they, they try can try suck to, you up, right? Yeah, like that to, makes
0: sense. We would yeah. throw
1: it out, and the vacuum would come back. She also used to have a recurring nightmare that she would put on a skeleton costume and not be able to take it off.
0: Mm, that's that's scary that's, that's very really like rl
1: stein what was going yeah what was going on there that's
0: like that's really probably
1: intense. because her younger sister was so spooky so she was having all these nightmares yeah i guess <laughs> so
0: yeah were you was it was a you you were the one who was spooky you know what's spooky L- little children they're yeah, period scary. like period. L- yeah <laughs> little children are spooky that's that's what's the scary.
1: weird stuff they say yeah and
0: they just like talk to themselves in the corner like it's just like what are you doing like it's yeah the little children that's creepy <laughs> uh next question from tyler is if you had to be haunted by a famous person who would it be Ooh, that's a good one who this would was... you want to be haunted
1: this was one I read earlier today when you sent it to me, Mike, and I thought, "Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and think about it." And then I got yeah. too busy,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't. Have I didn't to have time that.
1: to think about it. Um, do you have a? Do you have a?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would, you know, somewhat more recent, but like, I, I'd love to if I could be haunted by somebody. It would be someone like Leonard Nimoy, so I could just get like Star Trek stories all the time. Like, like, what was it like filming the movies and like on set stories, or whatever? Like, because I assume he says haunted, like it's like a constant thing, or it's like, con- like, because I, I, again, I, I wouldn't live find in your a house. Like, yeah, like I wouldn't find like, oh, Leonard Nimoy is like reading downstairs, like it's it's not, you know, serious. or um, Irfan Khan or someone, one of these actors who've passed away within kind of my lifetime, even though they weren't maybe huge elsewhere. Um, I would love to hear kind of from from them. Uh, same with, uh, oh, who's, who's the actor who passed away so young? Um,
1: the guy uh, who got run over by his Jeep?
0: Yeah, Ant- Anton Yelchin. Yeah. That's his name, yeah. Like, th- th- that type of... Someone who was in the industry and you could kind of commune with in that way like that to me that would be the most interesting as opposed to like a politician or a famous person from a long time ago like if someone in the business of of acting in movies that that's who I would be most interested in
1: on that train of thought James Dean would be cool to be haunted by. Because you could I tell you know, so. like, the f- 1950s Hollywood, and he was...
0: That's true. That is true. He died young and he be, stuff. He, But to me, see, James Dean would probably still s- try to scare you just to kind of do that. Like, that, he always seemed... a guy. <laughs> well, no, just because it seemed like his personality. Oh, like he A little bit of a head on... Yeah, yeah he and a little bit of a... Yeah, a little bit pompous. And like, so that's the thing. Like I was choosing people who like wouldn't try to scare you because there's just like good natured people. I feel like James Dean w- would still try to scare you, Taylor. Like he was like, oh, I'm going to get well, you. Audrey like,
1: Hepburn you know. wouldn't try to scare you.
0: Yeah, Audrey Hepburn. That's a great one. Yeah.
1: She give you fashion tips. I think Catherine the Great <laughs> would be interesting because she could teach me like Russian and German and like all those. Oh, she spoke so many languages and she could talk about you know, Russia during the enlightenment. So that would be like my fav- favorite, like historical person maybe. Yeah. But uh, that's a tough one.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I care enough about history to get a historic person. Like I just, I just don't, I'm just, I've always been that way. Like I'm, I, you know, I'm more in, in the now, I mean my own past. Sure. But I'm more I'm, I'm interested in what people are saying and doing now than 50, 60, a hundred years ago. Like I I mean, maybe, maybe one of the earliest humans to kind of know what it was kind of like way back when, but that's about it. Like, I don't know if I would care enough otherwise, but Um, his next question, if the nun got recast in a romantic comedy, who would you want to play her love interest?
1: This question was confusing to me because I'm like, who, who is the, who is, who are the love, who's the initial love interest? Are we talking about like the demonic nun? Like who's yeah the, the demonic
0: nun it's <laughs> or, now like you know do, 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 do the demonic <laughs> nun is now in this like because, romantic comedy yeah
1: because then there's also the young nun right so that I'm like oh, is that oh he doesn't mean
0: the young nun he means, that's like, too the easy demon, man, right yeah he means the demon he doesn't mean like the young pretty nun like not her <laughs> like he means the demon I'm sure he does because that like that's too easy like I think it's the demon like who would be a good what character would be a good pair for that demon
1: oh like what other monster yeah okay now that makes way more sense
0: yeah to me that's the way i read the question because <laughs> okay. otherwise it's, it doesn't make any sense and
1: then sense. i was like oh nuns can't fall in love that's not good like, that could be the story
0: <laughs> that could be the story that could be it it could be kind of like a forbidden thing
1: and then she becomes i don't know like maybe like a vampire seduces her to the dark vampire
0: side seduces her. yeah i'd watch yeah. that
1: movie i mean as vampires <laughs> Dracula. Maybe, it does take maybe, place in like Romania or something. It does, yeah.
0: Like <laughs> no. that's true. It does take like maybe Dracula is a perfect. combo. I was gonna say for more recent, like the Invisible Man, yeah, would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Like the Invisible Man tries to like pull the same stuff on on the nun that that he did in his movie, where he just treats her horribly, but the nun just like rips him apart because she's the nun. Like it's just like like that to me would be really funny to see. Like I would love that. If you two had to perform an exorcism together, would you rather it be taking place in A, a ramshackle cottage in the middle of the woods, B, an abandoned insane asylum, C, a graveyard in the middle of the night?
1: Okay, my number one worst fear, aside from a nuclear war, is abandoned, haunted, insane asylums. So, Mm. like... No, no, I am not doing an exorcism.
0: In yeah, and we I mean, I mean we have to perform Island. this together, right? Like we gotta perform this exorcism together. Yeah, dumb so and dumb I, I'm
1: trying to do that.
0: Yeah, exorcism. yeah. So I don't wanna be in an insane asylum because that would go real bad real fast. Oh like gosh. I don't wanna be I don't wanna be in that thing. Like to me, the graveyard is actually the most appealing because at least it's a wide open space and there's lots of places to run.
1: And normally it's like in the middle of town. You know yeah, like mean? in the
0: cabin in the woods, no one can hear you scream out there. Um, And you know you and I are not going to do this well. Like, this is not going to be an exorcism that's going to go over very well.
1: One of us <laughs> is going to get possessed. Like, Yeah, see. it's going to be
0: just the worst exorcism. So, so I'd rather be in a graveyard.
1: I think it's safest in a graveyard. And like I said, like, you know, the graveyard on Sydenham Road, right? Like, yeah, you... Yeah. Houses are across the street. <laughs> we
0: can run into a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the
1: Stakes are lower. We're safer See, in the graveyard.
0: That would be a movie. If if we were to do a short film that was about like, like for screening a Kingston movie, it would be Taylor and Mike try versus like a demon. And yeah. like doing an exorcism. like Taylor and Mike do an exorcism. Like and that, that would, would be the that's movie. That's
1: literally the name of the movie. Taylor and Mike yeah. do an exorcism. <laughs> do an
0: exorcism. Yeah. And that's that. I I would be, you know, I would be on board for that. That would be funny, because we it would be terrible. Yes. We would just would just be horrible. Um, our last question from from a fan here. Uh, oh no, I'm wrong. There's two. Never mind. Our second last question comes from Lacey and says, where do you stand? On the non conjuring conjuring films, and how do they rank for you? Well, this is good because we wanted to have time to do this and give some mini reviews, so we'll do we'll do that now before we will end off with the, with the final question there. So, Lacey wants to know non conjuring films, so the, the ones that are offshoots. How do they rank for us, Taylor?
1: Why don't you what list them, Mike? Do you have them in front of you?
0: I I do have them. Yeah. Yep. So we've got uh, we've got I won't go in any particular order. We got None. Yep. We've got Annabelle Creation. We've got Annabelle, we've got Annabelle Comes Home, and we've got The Curse of La H-
1: Llorona. La so we were talking about this pre-show, The Curse of La Llorona. Worst. Worst one. Bottom of the barrel. That, like, to yeah. me, was like a straight-to-DVD movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I That one, that is the only movie I will say definitively I didn't enjoy
1: of, of all of them. It just was... There was a lot of things wrong with that movie. So a lot of jump scares. Like the other movies are atmospheric. Yeah. And it's like the whole movie feels scary. Um, Whereas this one, like you're just waiting for the jump scares, like whatever. Um, And it was so dark. Like I couldn't see even what was going on. Did you find the...
0: I found it. I found it dark. And I found, I definitely agree with you about the, like the, it wasn't very atmospheric. It was mainly related on jump scares. And part of, to me, setting up a good atmosphere is you need to feel and see the space. Yeah. And um, literally, that's why it's so like, to me, uniquely different than every other film. Because even in The Nun, which I would describe as a relatively dark movie, you could still see everything. Dark doesn't
1: equal scary.
0: No, it do- it. I, I think it does nothing because <laughs> you're just straining to try to see something. It's more confusing. So yeah, I agree with you on that one. I think for me, it's, it's absolutely the bottom of the
1: barrel. And I don't like, again, like we had me- I had mentioned earlier in the show, I think it's more interesting. I like the dynamic with the Warrens, and I think it's more interesting when it's based on one of their case files. And this was more like an urban legend. Yeah. So... I that's i also didn't like that i like it better at least like the nun even though that's not related to a specific case file it doesn't feel like an urban legend like it's still a ghost you know what i mean
0: and it very much at least they teased it and like you got a taste of the nun um in in the second conjuring movie and you could kind of like feel that connection and now you're kind of getting like an origin story. I don't know, like, did they even ever bring up this urban legend? Like I don't remember I until they they were advertising the movie, I didn't even know that movie connected to the conjuring.
1: No, the so only, I, I wouldn't have known. and watching it, I'm like, how is this even a conjuring movie? There's that one reference, the priest apparently is the priest involved in the original Annabelle movie. He like is the one who got the Annabelle oh. doll. But then they don't reference that ever again. He's like, "Oh, up until a couple years years ago, I wouldn't have believed in this until I encountered something." And then he, they do like the flashback to the first Annabelle movie. That's supposed to be the connection to the overall Conjuring universe. And then that priest isn't even involved in the exorcism. <laughs> he gets yeah. he gives it to another guy to do. So. <laughs> Yeah. So it was
0: clear it was a shoehorn, right? They're shoehorning. Yeah. They had the to figure
1: out how to. Yeah. It didn't to me. It doesn't feel like a Conjuring movie.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's yeah. not the bottom of the barrel. And then the other ones I would rank. My favorite is Annabelle Come Home. Yeah, or Annabelle me comes too. home. That's like Annabelle
0: comes home. Yeah, great
1: standalone movie, but definitely like it's within the conjuring universe you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it makes yeah. sense and like you had said we see the warrens at the beginning and the end and the movies about their daughter um and then i like the nun movie um it didn't get like great reviews like even the fans don't seem to like it i don't know i had a lot of fun watching the nun
0: yeah i, I think on a rewatch, i enjoyed the nun um... you
1: thought it was terrifying
0: yeah, because it was very, 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 very scary. And separating from the fear element, being able to rewatch it, I kind of got more into the story and was even more interested in like the younger nun and kind of what she was kind of going through and everything. So I and I think it was good.
1: Upon rewatching, Mike, I'm pretty sure the French Canadian that they mentioned in the first Conjuring movie that they're like showing footage of his exorcism. I'm pretty sure that's the French Canadian in The Nun movie. Is it? I think so. I think that's the connection.
0: That's just, that's that's who the, Oh, so and he's so going to get possessed?
1: It would make sense that that's how Lorraine gets yeah. wrapped up with the nun. Yes. Right? Yes. Cuz she during that possession so that might... sees yeah. sees something, sees, but Ed something doesn't say what thing. she sees.
0: I wonder if that that will be Maybe the the, the sequel connecting scene, to the, the sequel will be kind of in there because that would be great. Like that. What would are the be chances? What are yeah. the
1: chances of two movies having French Canadians?
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, you're. That's a very I think good it seems point. Like Maurice. I didn't think of that. Yeah, Maurice. I, yeah. yeah,
1: and he like I didn't flipped. think of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and then I'll be honest. I like um Annabelle creation. I don't remember the first Annabelle movie very well.
0: Well, the first Annabelle movie um, is is definitely, I think, lower for me. Um, I I didn't rewatch it this weekend, but I have seen it recently. The first Annabelle movie has um, that sort of strange connection to the woman who lives next door. She's played by, a, actually, a, I'm looking her up right now because I, I want to make sure I get her name right. She's played by someone who's who's relatively famous, actually. Um, and she kind of has that, she loses a child and kind of ends up having to, like, sacrifice herself. Um, Alfrey. Woodard is her name so that's the it's got the young family um, and they've got the, the the baby and she finds the doll are you remembering it where like you've got the next door neighbor who had already lost a child and there's kind of the connection between her and the mother That that is kind of the young couple
1: I know it's that I can like picture the, the wife like I can picture yeah. the lead character but like I don't even remember how she gets the doll
0: I <sighs> okay i can't remember how she gets it but i know that it follows them around a bit and then like this is a movie that i found had less jump scares and was much more atmospheric the, like the i kind of liked it. yeah and i again i would i would agree with you i think annabelle creation for me is a little bit above annabelle but i again to me annabelle annabelle creation annabelle comes home and the nun are like in a different category than than la Llorona, la which is just like not good so even though to me annabelle's a little bit Lower. I did like the atmosphere. I did like the mystery. It felt to me like one of those hybrid movies. It's not really a mm-hmm. horror movie, and it's a little more the mystery because the doll kind of follows them around. There's a lot of history there between w- with this doll, but also kind of resolving what happened with the neighbor next door. Um, I, I, I will have to give this one of rewatch, but that, those are the things I kind of remember about
1: it. Yeah. I'm really going to have to rewatch the two Annabelle movies. Like I remember Annabelle creation much better. It happens in the orphanage and -hmm. we like find out how the doll was made.
0: Yeah. And we, we connect back to the, the sort of young family that, uh, uh, there's kind of a young family and there's a possession of a little girl as well in there. So it's, it's, yeah. Annabelle's creations, I think quite a good movie. And again, I don't think that one was critically received well. Actually, I don't remember.
1: Annabelle Creation has seventy one on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Oh, okay, but that's the, a, that's a little the better. The original
1: than I saw. Annabelle is like in the twenties. Oh, jeez.
0: Like, I, I don't think
1: it's it was than that. that. No, and then let's I, see. Annabelle I comes. Annabelle bad. comes home sixty five. Oh, I see, was, I would, I, I would
0: put different. It's yeah. the
1: best one. Out of yeah, three. I think Annabelle
0: Comes Home to me would be one, Creation two, and then Annabelle three. Like, yeah. I think Annabelle Comes Home without a doubt is the best of, of the three Annabelle movies. I agree with that.
1: Okay.
0: So we got one more question here to kind of finish this off. And this is good that we have this one at the end. Um, so this comes from Bryce, uh, who said, "What what are your hopes for the future of this series and where you think... Things are going to go after the devil made me do it. I'm really excited and interested to see that movie and I'm looking forward to what else might happen, but where would you like to see things go moving forward? So Taylor, where do do you want to see this go? Like what, what do you kind of want to see? We had that question about the kind of origin story and that Mm -hmm. type of thing. Like where do you, but if you had the choice, what would you want to see next?
1: Um, so there's, when you start reading about Ed and Lorraine, you figure out that they've actually been tied to some really famous cases. So they're tied to the Amityville Horror, which two movies have been, two plus more because you know there's a lot of direct to DVD movies about Amityville mm-hmm. Horror. But I would like to see them re remake an Amityville Horror with like within the Conjuring universe. Okay, because, and like, and have
0: some show that connection yeah. clearly
1: yeah. and. Um, the Haunting in Connecticut, um, they're also, and that also has been made into a movie before, and it's actually a pretty scary movie, but I wouldn't mind that being roped back into The Conjuring Universe too, um, because those are, like, two of the big famous cases, but honestly, like, I mean, they say they've done, like, thousands of investigations, and they have the records for it. I say just keep dipping into their files. You know what I mean. And I think yeah. the best ones really are when it's. So I know like people are gonna say like, "Oh, it's not real. They were you know frauds or they were ho- hoax people." But like from my reading, Ed and Lorraine truly believed like what they were doing was real. And aren't the scariest movies the one that claim they're based on a true story? So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Keep think diving that into that.
0: Yeah, that's what makes it interesting to me as well. Like I agree. I think it's it's the stuff that that we have, you know, there was a court case, so there was a media around, like the like, things that aren't just complete fiction. Like these things happen whether or not you you agree with the warrants. The, the things still happened.
1: These so families the are, these families yeah. say these things happened. Like Yeah,
0: so I find that interesting too because I agree with you, Taylor. I don't, it doesn't really matter whether or not it it happened if if they believe it. And it's there's some base connection in reality. To me, that's a really scary start to place to start. And then where the movie grows and the fiction they add to it, it they've done a great job with it. Like I, I love those those movies. So yeah, I, I agree. With but
1: you. wherever they go, I would like to see James Wan involved I think when you divert too far away from the original creators of a franchise it loses some of its magic so now yeah. that I know that the director of La Laa made the devil movie do it <laughs> I'm like really apprehensive because yeah it it didn't even feel it felt like a different movie like mm-hmm. like I had said like aside from that like brief 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 flashback to the original Annabelle movie you would have no idea that they were connected.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think you have to, like, as far as I'm concerned, you have to hope he was given notes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know, and that, that maybe that, that we, you know, you see something better, but we are going to see that movie. As I said, join us two weeks from now. We're going to come back to this um, June 22nd and talk more about uh, the devil made me do it. We'll review that film. Um, but that brings us to the end of the conjuring universe episode. Thank you so much to our fans. Um, you made this episode once again. You you came to play with all these great questions. Lots of stuff we can follow up with Taylor. Like I'm excited to well, talk about her. Oh gosh, this could weeks. have been
1: like a 2 hour episode. We didn't even get to review the main Conjuring movies. <laughs> I know.
0: Well, hey, what will we'll, in 2 weeks that's what we'll do. We're, yep. we're going to talk about the Devil maybe do it and we'll look back at the other Conjuring films as well. So part 2 will be coming up soon. Um but that, you know, part 1 we look at the the non Conjuring films the ones that are just offshoots and then part two let's focus back on the conjuring
1: yeah and i'm gonna change my sign off for this episode are you ready
0: go it go for it
1: stay spooky
0: Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC podcast network.